You ever notice how Cartoon Network releases shows in like chunks? Like when they released Adventure Time regular show and I think Uncle Grandpa are on the in the same block. The most recent series of programming contained a real undiscovered gem. I left the TV running while I was screwing about and by the time one episode had finished I was completely hooked. This show was 2014's Clarence. Today we give you everything we you need to know about this little cartoon so you can enjoy it while it's still running. This is the School for Wayward Nerds presents Clarence. Boys, welcome to another Ed Gein Thursday. My name is Terry DePaulo and this is the School for Wayward Nerds. I'm joined by my classmates Trey P. Simon. And did you really just say future boys? Future boys. And, <laughs> and Megan Chicatello. No, no, no. Hey. This episode is produced by the one and only Kai Steen. I'm here. Um, Alright, so today's lesson is about the 2014 TV series Clarence. Alright, class session. Um, this is my pick for the month. Um, it's one of the best things on Cartoon Network, but it doesn't seem to have any fan base. One of the, um, this is just going to be a big fat old recommendation episode for me. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about Clarence? <laughs> what is going on with that little boy? It is not a kid's show at all. It isn't. Most shows on Cartoon Network these days aren't. Yeah. yeah, it's about Clarence Wendell, a happy and adventurous name. Yeah, Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. Wow. A happy little adventurous tubby boy, and his adventures through childhood. Um, most episodes are about him and his friends. Uh, Meg described Jeff. Oh. His his friend Jeff. He's very. He's, he's way too smart of a little boy to be friends with Clarence. It's like a little. It's kind of just like. No. And he's also based on Steve from Minecraft as well. Oh. That's why he's got a cube head. Alright, Kaya, do you want to describe Sumo? Um, in the nicest of ways, he is the stereotype of a low socioeconomic household. It's a little Which isn't actually a household, there's a trailer. Yeah. With like 13 brothers and sisters or something. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a ridiculous number. Alright, and Trey, you want to talk about his home life? About his mother Mary and his Chad? No, Mary's kind of weird, but she's normal and Chad's just a big fucking Homer Simpson looking moron. <laughs> um, he doesn't like the plans. No, nah, they live in this shitty little town called Aberdale in Arizona. Um, each episode is about sort of everyday situations or childhood experiences. With uh, with like strangeness or what with a fuck kind of moments mashed into it for no reason. So um, yeah, what do you guys think of the show overall? Is it is it good or is it just upsetting? Yeah, I I like the complete randomness of it. Yeah, sometimes it's kind of abandoned ship on itself and just does whatever. You're like, oh okay, it's a cute little kid show. By the end of it, you're like. This is but not a kid's how, show. But, how, huh? I think that's why it doesn't have any fan base, because it, it was on air for about a year before I even paid attention and gone, what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's... There's something that doesn't add up. Yeah. 
Um, it began in development in 2012. Clar- Clarence was a part of a group of shorts along with shows like Steven Universe and We Bear Bears. Oh, We Bear Bears. Mm. Yeah. And in 2013, it was picked up you know, properly as a full series. Um, the show's creator was a guy named Skylar Page. Um, this guy was a storyboard artist on Adventure Time and also voices Clarence in the first half of the first season. All right, so we, so we kind of got to talk about him leaving the show here. It needs to be mentioned. Tell, tell us the tales. All right. In 2014, Cartoon Network fired him for, for a sexual assault case. Um, some news stories claim several bipolar episodes had him in a bit of trouble already. And the consensual, non-consensual broken was the last straw. Hey. So he's having a lot of breakouts and then just trying to juggle boobies and let him go. Is that why we're going to let you go from the podcast? No, it's my podcast. Are you, sure? you can't yeah. stop me. Are you sure? <laughs> Alright, so after that, a guy named Spencer Rothfeld, who was one of those dudes who have different coloured eyes, which is interesting. Why do you know that? Because I, I was Googling who replaced um, Skylar Page, and I was like, oh, he's one of those dudes who have like, a brown and a green eye. There is a name for that. Yeah, yeah what's that called? Well, we went to Sword of the Deep. Uh, while you look that up. Um, he was originally a story adapter and stepped up into Paige's role as main writer and also the voice of Clarence. His version of the show is much more surreal and, like, spastic, which which I love. And at this point, it's sort of weird hearing Clarence's original voice now. Yeah. Um, well, it's a good time to go and talk about the rest of the cast here. Um, the show has a big-ass group of people. It's building towards, like, a Simpsons level where every character has their own sort of moment. Um, but so far it hasn't ruined, ruined the show, so it's doing better than Simpsons. Um, the voice that appears the most due to Clarence being changed halfway is Tom Kenny playing Sumo. Um, Tom Kenny is a name you mightn't recognise, but uh, you sure as shit know the voice. He's, um, he's Ice King, he's SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, wow. He's, he, I didn't realise this, he was Woody from Brickleberry. That's the boss, isn't mm. it? Yeah, so that's SpongeBob. Heterochromia. Heterochromia. That is two color eyes. If you if you've got that right into us, let us know. Tell us about it. Um, the guy from Shadowhunters has it as well. I don't know Shadowhunters. Um, the second place for most appearances is a tie between Jeff and Miss Baker, their teacher. Um, Jeff is played by Sean Giambron, who is an actual genuine child, which means we're going to get some horrible voice breaking episodes as well. We already have. Yeah, it's starting. It's, it's starting. Um, and Miss Baker is played by Katie Crayon. Um, she's in shows like Stoked, Total Drama, and a few Barbie movies. Um, the rest of the cast include Raw Craig Smith, who plays um, a boy named Percy. Do you want to describe Percy to Miss Baker? <laughs> I feel like that's the <laughs> explanation. I love sweet Percy. He's, he's great. He's like a even weirder Butters. He is, is Butters. Yep, so, um, but he's just... Yeah, so Roger Craig Smith plays him, and he also plays Ezio from Assassin's Creed. So that's a weird, way different character to Percy. I'm glad he's progressing in his career. Yeah, we got Eric Edelston playing um, Chad, the boyfriend. Um, He's also a bear in We Bear Bears. Which one? Uh, The brown one, Grizzly. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. And you've also got Donovan Patton, who is uh, Patrick from Star Star Wars, from Spongebob. Um... I'd love to see Patrick in Star Wars. Well, I feel like he would be a Sith. <laughs> um, right, so let's get a feel for this show. Um, instead of doing this season by season, 
Well, I thought we would all just pick a couple episodes. Every episode on TV is like two 15-minute ones together. So, um, who, who picked Fishing Trip? That would be more. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't you tell us about Fishing Trip? Oh, I would love to tell you. The one that's on the cover. Um, no, this is one of the more recent episodes. It's, it's from season four. Yeah, so it's a Spencer Rothbell episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it starts with, um... Chad is dropping Clarence and Jeff off at Sumo's house. At his trailer, yeah. Um, obviously for like a play date or something. Um, and they're building core daddy nets hmm. or like cages. Yeah. And so Clarence starts like screwing around with like all this fishing equipment and he's like, What are these? What does this do? What's that? And Sumo's just like you don't know about fishing? He's You're like, been. boy, like, you have to go fi- That's it. We're, we're all going fishing now. So Chad has to now go fishing. Because Chad always wants um, Sumo's dad to like him because he's cool and he's got a handlebar mustache, but he's, like, scared of him at the same time. <laughs> and he's, like, Sumo's dad's super male. I don't think he has a name, though. I think it's I think it's Mal or Jeff. I, I, yeah, you, you keep going. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll... Anyway, so I think a crawdaddy is, like, a yabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have really cute little faces. Um, and there's one. Snap. I don't know. Barely. Oh. They look like, like they look like lolly worms in that episode. Right at the beginning, when they're like working out whether Clarence knows anything about fishing, he shoves his hand into a tackle box and pulls it out, and they're all covered in like fishing lures, and everyone's just like. But what do you mean he hasn't gone fishing before? And I'm like, just that little kid's hand is full of fishing hooks. Like, so someone should maybe do something about that. But no, no, it's fine. And Alan, he's played by John DiMaggio, who's like Bender and Jake the Dog and all that. And Joker and Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny when they're like about to go fishing because mm-hmm. he like there's a corset play scene. Sumo and Clarence are like putting on their suits, and he's like. But father, I, I don't want to marry this woman. And she goes, ah, oh, shut up, and pulls the like, straps really tight on the yeah, thing. And Clarence's like, whole face looks like it's just going to blow up. They're, they're doing that weird stereotype they see in TV, but they're just doing it with their life dragons. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jeff, Sumo, and Chad get in one boat, mm-hmm. and Mal and Clarence get in the other boat. And Mal and Sumo come up with the battle of whoever catches more fish. If Mal catches more fish, um, Sumo has to wash all the dogs. And there's like maybe a dozen fucking dogs. Um, And if Sumo wins, he gets to go garbage sliding. Yeah, it's where he sits on the lid of a trash can and the dogs tie him around the yard. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, oh, there's also a Disney reference in this. Because it's the show. It's really good. Um, Sumo brings a sandwich. Uh, not Sumo. Um, Clarence brings a sandwich in case the fish are hungry. Oh, Lilo and Stitch. Was it a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You can't really tell, it's but just, there looks just, like there's brown crap on it. It's just this bread. Um, 
showing Clarence how to cast the fishing rod. It's mostly just him throwing the fishing rod into the ocean. Which Mal's pretty, like, easygoing. He's patient with him. Um, That's the thing about this show. All the adults are, like, really good at parenting. Yeah. Um, But then you get to the bit where you're like, hang on a second. Okay, so... It's kind of... Clarence finally manages to cast the fishing line, but he casts it over what I can only explain as a mountain. Yeah, he just like super throws the fucking. Oh, wow. But I mean, like, it's it's For no as tall as our house. Like, it's a mountain. Okay. Um, and it hooks onto Chad's fringe, and so like he reels it back in, and it rips out a big chunk of Chad's hair. <laughs> um, but then as Chad is getting back out of the water. He's got all of these fish attached to his head. So the they fish work out with the fish Um not what you want. And he he's they're all like, why why is that happening? He's like, Oh, I suppose I haven't showered in a few days. I don't know if that's what happened. Musk of a man. Yeah. And they're like, that's right. well, that's Okay, whatever. And they just keep like dunking his head underwater and pulling up fish oh. until the boat is like full of them um and Clarence explains um cause Mal's like oh you shouldn't be feeding them whatever this thing is that you've pulled up cause they don't know they that it's just hair mm-hmm. and like my mom says that you have to give um everybody a rainbow food because otherwise they get bored and so the crow daddies are gonna like this because it's like a um, yeah, it's really weird. And Clarence is dumb. I okay. don't know. When Simba is pulling the fish off of Chad's hair, he's literally just stomping their heads to death. Yeah, he's like just he just throws it into the, the thing and then stomps on their head a couple of times until they stop moving. Oh no! Simba's a bit like that though. <laughs> um, he's a weird kid. And then, all of a sudden, there's this snapping turtle that's, like, the size of a small car. Yeah, there's a fucking monster living in that lake. It tried to attack Sumo, Jeff, and... Chad. Chad. And so they all freak out until Jeff, like, cuts off a bit of Chad's hair and, like, chucks it at the turtle and the turtle leaves. And then you head back over to the other boat... And they've got like eight cages of these claw daddies. But then like he's like, okay, well we better go back to the um car and we'll meet up with the others. And as he's like rowing them back, um Clarence just starts opening the cages and like dumping out all of the is like Hope you had a nice adventure. We'll see you again next time. No. <laughs> the look on Mel's face is just like, fuck. Why, why am I doing this? Why, why am I here? What's, what, 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 what is, is the point of my life? What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. And then, okay. so you get back and um, they're like packing up the car and getting everything together. And Chad walks past Mel. And I can only explain him as Homer. Yeah. And then he walks to, and Mel's like, the heck happened to him? He walks to the back of the thing and drops a cage on his foot and he goes, (laughs) go. But he's like, 
He's got no hair because I've given it all to the He has combed his hair cut. Yeah, he just has the fucking... Like the wiggly lines and like three on the top. It's literally Homer in Chad's clothes. Yeah, and it's sunset, so everything's really yellow. Like, it's just for no fucking reason. They just turned him into Homer Simpson at the end of the episode. And that's it. That's the end. That's, that's how that oh, no. Um Oh no, he, he gets scared of Su- Sumo's like, trash oh, you didn't bring anything back, so I win. And he's like, yeah, that's right. So flicks to the um, thing, and Sumo's being pulled around in doing his trash sledding. And then it zooms in on the dad sitting on like the little patio of the caravan, and he goes, poor kid. I'm still gonna still make has him. to wash those dogs afterwards. It doesn't care. And then that's the end. That's like, Aw, you you weren't even making a good deal, damn it. <laughs> yeah, um, oh. the next episode we picked out was uh, Belson's sleepover. That's Trey's one. Yeah. He's fucking in that episode. <laughs> uh, um, first note is it's made by the pervert director. Yeah, I was about to Google that. It's one of the um, early ones. Like all of the boys in the school get invited to Belton's sleepover, and it's like whoever lasts the whole night without getting pranked will win his new game console. Um, Clarence is stupid. Yeah. Um, they get to Belton's house, and in his room, he's got a Jake the dog, a Tomb Raider poster, Gremlins, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Crying, stay puff the marshmallow man, he man, and the master of the universe looking dude. Yeah. Um, a thing that has Bender's head, the penguin, a Resident Evil poster, Guitar Hero, like there's just references everywhere. His whole room is just Easter eggs as fuck. Even his, um, the console that they wanted, so Rupert was Seagull. Mm. And I think the game's like that Taxi Driver movie or some shit. Yeah, it's clearly like an early GTA game. Um, they have dinner and Clarence is just like grabbing all the food with his hands and he's so fucking weird. Like, it's a good episode. He's barely in it, but you see how retarded he is. Yeah, we had this theory that he goes to a special ed school because there's not a fucking decent one of the bunch. They're all demonted. Like, I've got some new cereal for dinner. Cheesecake puffs? Like I'd fucking eat those. It's such a weird... Everything in the show makes no sense. And I think Jeff really wants to bang Belson's mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a weird relationship and it's upsetting me. Um, Everything yeah. about this show upsets me. One of the weird kids here looks like he's from... um. Oh, the Charlie Brown the looking yeah. or whatever. Um, he goes to put salt on his dinner and the lid falls off and apparently that's one of the pranks. So he is forced to stay in Belson's room where he's just staring at the poster. <laughs> um, like, and then Belson, they all go back to the room and Belson gets out a scary book called Goose Pimples. So... Um, and it's a story about the hockey mask chainsaw killer. Um, and they kind of get all scared and Belson immediately turns off the line and says they're going to bed. And Clarence is like punching his... It's beating the shit out of his fucking back. Um, 
Sigma comes over and says, don't go to sleep because you'll get pranked, but he immediately falls asleep. And they do that thing where they put like whipped cream on his hand and they try and tickle him. And yeah, he gets pranked. And then he tries to prank Sumo and I'm pretty certain he's going to murder someone when he's older because he's fucking fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, while all the kids are asleep, Nelson leaves and puts a like, DVD on the bed and then screams so they wake up. And they play the DVD and it's like him saying, oh, the killer's after me. But no yeah, one's smart me. enough to go like, well, how did you record this and shit? Except for Sumo, he's like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Um, and Brady is the Charlie Brown looking kid. I did some research there. Yeah. The little um, Indian kid. I know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, he just says like they should let the guy kill Nelson. Yeah. Which is great for children to see. Um, the Then the chainsaw man is there. And Sumo hides in the wall. And all the <laughs> he kids does, he hide. just like wanders away through like the ventilation yeah. and shit. All the kids hide in the garage and they're talking about like how it's all a prank and stuff. And um, I think Belson put toothpaste on someone's balls <laughs> or something. Oh yeah, he definitely did. And Jeff. Jeff Sumo comes in through the roof and like it's all prank it's spells and we will get him back and Jeff yells like we better not kill him yeah and Sumo's like original thing he's like let's let's kill him what the fuck he's like yeah maybe not we'll uh, just then, prank him yeah let's just let's all just calm down their plan to get him is Clarence is dressed like a girl and he's like luring him into they got like the stairs into the base. Yeah, he's being like a stereotypical, like, horrible yeah, victim. Um, yeah, so he chases Clarence and then they lock him down and they throw the trash on him. Yes. My next note is Jeff is horny for the mom. Yeah. I think at that point they're having like therapy. Yeah, that's being a psychologist or something. That, that, those two have hung out something. more often than you realize. It's in like three episodes. Um, yeah, they throw the trash on him and Clarence attacks him with a sword because he still doesn't realise that it's just Belson in a mask. Where the fuck did he get a sword? I want to know if it's a real sword. It, the sound of it hitting the ground is um, st- heavy steel, so I'm going to say it is. Belson says, like, our last time we had a sleepover, no one turned up. So if there was a prize and a reason, everyone would come. And they're like, oh, yeah, silly Belson. Yeah, they all have. Um, yeah, Belson has their friends, really. And he's like, oh, but um, I pranked you all anyway, so I get to keep my game, which is a stupid idea anyway. Like, yeah. why we even have this competition? Um, but Sumo didn't get pranked, and he's stolen the game, and he runs away. So Belson picks up his chainsaw again because he wants it. Chases him, and for some reason, Chad's driving past. And he's like asleep at the wheel. Like, there's no reason for any of it. Get in the car, make him drive while he's like getting chased with the 
Anytime they cut to Chad, he's always doing some weird shit. Like, there's another episode where he's got a caravan stuck in, like, an automated car wash machine. And there's that other time where he's eating the sandwich in the bath and the house burns down. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He's doing it. And then Clarence talks like a grown man for one sentence. Yeah, for some reason they just drop the act in his dialogue. He's like, well, didn't we have fun today, kids? And, yeah, they get away... And then it's just Belson swinging the chainsaw around unhappy, just like the end of it's like original a, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, it's like a straight <laughs> remake of that one shot. Like, who sat there in this show that is supposed to be for kids yep. in a way and said, Texas Chainsaw Man? Yeah, I was just doing Texas Chainsaw at the end of Oh, no. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. I think that's the earliest episode in our, in our list of favourites here. Um, the next one I've just written down is the Percy one because it had a really complicated name. The Tales of um, Madrina? Maybe? Madrina? I have no Madrina-ial? idea. I don't know. Somebody correct me on that. Yeah, subscribe but and correct it. Tell me what I did wrong because you can't believe in me. I can't do it. Um, Clarence becomes inspired to like round up all these animals and make an animal world just like the one he read about in order to cheer Percy up. I don't remember why. Yeah, Mrs. They, they were reading, reading like Wind in the Willows or something in class and Percy keeps going but is it real? But all the animals real? Oh, and yeah. everyone's like no it's it's just a story and then Clarence is like I wish it was real. Oh, yeah, if you come to my place we can make it real. <laughs> We can make it real. That's about an upsetting sentence. And then I went into my type of notes, so it's going to get stupid. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, so this is when Percy's with the animals. Yeah. Percy gets high or something, and the animals are talking to him, and he's a psycho weirdo, and I like this episode because of it. Because <laughs> they all become, like, the animation goes all different and all, like, fancy and fancy clothes, and they're yeah. all trying to escape the pink one. Which is just Clarence. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's like he's, a Shakespeare. Yeah, because he's put like a lizard, a worm, a bunch of bugs, and a pigeon in his garage. Um, the Percy's imagination bits are animated by Tonko Pantoja, who is a famous YouTuber and animator for DreamWorks. Oh, so wow. it's like they've actually got they've the got an actual animator in. That's weird. Animation cameos. Wow. Yeah. Clarence ducks some animals, and Percy wants to. Like, he wants them to name themselves. Because yeah, Clarence wants to nice. name them, but he's like, no, let them do it themselves. Um, he freaks out about it, too. <laughs> the animals start talking and shit, and the worm is fucked. Um, Clarence is flirting with Jeremy's, with the Jeremy the pizza man. Yeah, he's on the phone for like 20 minutes asking about everything. Uh, We're the mums now, I'm a big boy, too. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they all are in their own food, so they're the mums now. Yeah. And Clarence does a weird run. Jeremy's over Clarence's shitty counting of money. Yeah, he just <laughs> gives up and gives him all of it. Yeah. Oh, this next bit's fucked up. The animal friends have a feast, and Percy is a mouse. But he's really just rolling around on the floor. Covered in grease and cheese and animals and dirt. <laughs> That's like, like a very it. feral moment. It's hilarious. Yeah, Clarence yeah, um, is fucking around at the door with the pizza guy for like 
ages and ages, and then he yeah. comes back inside, and the guy's just wearing the fucking pizza from the garage floor. Yes. Um, so after he finds Percy like that, Clarence gives him a bath, <laughs> and Percy farts. Um, and he giggles it. Yeah, and I don't know why Percy can't clothe himself. But he has to dress him and bathe him and everything, tuck yeah. him into bed. The lizard starts singing and it's a rip off of the Beauty and the Beast when yeah. Don goes after the Beast. They got to Oh yeah, he like fucking pulls a knife on Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Oh, now my notes. He's like the tail. And then, and then, like he, he, Clarence lets all the animals out and Percy like. His, he, his mind just shatters because they've all left him. Yeah. And then as he's explaining what happened, Clarence starts, like, typewriting it down and they write, like, a short story about it. Oh, and then he performs it at school and he's he's got the, the little house ears. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I like it. And Mrs. Baker's just like, I don't understand why I let you do it Yeah, because they finished their presentation. He's like, don't know why I let you do that. Yeah. Alright, the next the next one was one of my picks. I picked balance. Where are my notes about balance? Here we go. This, this is another Spencer Rothbell episode. Um, so the class gets a new student and his name is Balance. He's like a weird bizarro Clarence. Like he talks like an old Western man. He's got a hook for a hand, but he looks just like Clarence with like his colours inverted. And he's really tan. And he really he really wants to fuck Mrs. Baker. Wow. Um, he's a woman as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Well, I'm from Lady Kiss Man's Good Hand. He's fucked up. That was actually oh. pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm glad I got that recorded. Uh, he takes an instinct just like to Clarence, who's just always been really sweet and nice to everyone. Um, then in the cafeteria, he learns what green beans are. Um, Jeff is creepy out by him, obviously, but Clarence introduces him to a few of the guys. Um, he balances on a spoon, which is like his trick. That's why his name balance. Mm-hmm. But then they all they all clap and cheer, and he gets really fucked up about it. And he starts ranting and yelling at everybody. Like I'm pretty sure he's gonna rape the big kid. You you big looking boy. <laughs> you got some growth on you. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's fucked up. And then he smashes um, a Game Boy, and Clarence is like, "Oh, how could you do this?" You know. Um, and him and Balson team up, and they try to do like a wiretap. So he's got like a big fucking microphone taped to his t-shirt. And they're like, oh, do you have any more insults for anybody? And he's on with it. Um, the vice principal guy, he catches them all fighting. But Balance switches the tape of him like being a dick to like a weird song about all the different kinds of apples that are on. <laughs> um, yep. And then it like, it cuts back to class and Percy's doing a presentation about how avocados work. <laughs> Isn't that you make? I'll let you have Percy in his presentation. What, what's the go? Here? <laughs> don't even know, man. He's like he's in a paper mache avocado, and it pops like, open. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Him and yeah and he's, he's the seed in the middle. His <laughs> back has to water him. He's he's. Not, she's just like holding an invisible. Isn't it an invisible can? Or did no, she, no, she's got a watering can, but there's nothing in it. Whoosh. And then he just holds up leaves. He's like, yay! <laughs> And then Valance, he, he, he has to go, he's like, may I have the pleasure of relieving myself in the little boy's room? And she's like, okay. Um, so he goes in there to shave, um, but he takes off his hook 
because it's where the real hand's underneath. And Clarence goes into town. Wait, he Clarence goes in there as well and catches him, shaving. He runs to the staff room to dob him in, but Balance is already in there telling stories. And he's fucking like mind he's brainwashing the teachers psychically. And then he's he saying telescopically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he reads Clarence's mind and telepathically communicates with him and it's just fucking just it goes real nuts at the end there. And then suddenly a circus ringmaster who looks exactly like Chad run barges in and they have to take up take this circus freak boy balance away. And there's like a sumo and Jeff knockoff who are a monkey and a clown. Like everyone's just got a bizarro circus version. Yeah. And they capture balance and they they're trying to leave with him and he just immediately escapes and the episode ends. He runs into some lockers and hits his head. Oh yeah, Balson's like a werewolf or something. Yeah. He tries to run out of the class straight into the lockers. Oh yeah, he dies out of the room, just fucking face plants. But yeah, that's that's a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's fresh in my mind, we just watched that one. Um, the next one we picked is Pizza Hero. Oh, fucking hell, that's me. That episode barely makes no sense. So just fucking abandon it. Alright, so we start off with the principal who is like just a cartoon man with a real man. He's got like a mousy under, like it's just his bottom jaw. Yeah, he's always escaping. When he says that it's like pizza day, where they have like awards and then they get pizza. Yes, before school break they give out all the awards and they're from Papa Mariano. And that nice principal guy's giving out awards, and Jeff is like moist because he's the nerd. That's the thing, he wants every fucking award. Yeah, so like most punctual goes to Darlene, so he's like, oh. And Clarence and Suno are just like telling shitty stories about the pizza man and how much they love him. They're good stories, and too. Apparently, he parachuted in from the roof and gave them pepperoni. No, he was dressed as a pepperoni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he had the cheese stick. Canon. Yeah, and then there's best active reading, and Jeff is sad again he didn't get it. And they, like, everyone just joins in telling stories, and Clarence is, like, trying to defile a statue. He's, like, trying to take off its cowboy hat so it will turn back into a meat man. Yeah, they've got, like, a KFC knockoff in the town called Rough Riders, and he's trying to tear the hat off the statue to to like save it from the curse or something fucked up um, and he falls and Papa Mariano's like making a big pizza at the base and it saves him he lands in the dough um, best teacher goes to the teacher, uh, the vice principal and Miss Baker and he's real raping so she hides under the yeah he desperately wants her to marry so she like joins in on the conversation and she was sad because no one loves her that's and like the just, thing is her trying to find love but just failing. He just knocks it. on her door with a pizza shaped like a heart. And Jeff points out that his restaurant isn't like it's got a real bad rating. But I think you said yeah. they go there to get cockroaches in another. Yeah, in a different episode they go they want crickets so they can help people sleep. Because yeah. people like listening to crickets, but they just steal like two thousand cockroaches out of the fucking deep fryer. Um, oh wow. First he wins an award and he just falls down the stairs and gives a speech. And then he talks about how he was riding his bike and the front wheel broke, so Papa Mariano changed his wheel with a pizza. And Jeff is like screaming, no, it doesn't even make sense. Didn't the principal kind of say 
No, you don't have to make a switch. Yeah, he's like, turns around and he's like, She's like, I'm telling you, shut the fuck up. And then Sumo tells another story. He says it starts every, like, every day starts the same. He's just putting, like, a thousand elastic bands on a watermelon. And just as it's going to blow up, Papa Mariano does that thing where you dive on the grenade for people. And he's, like, saluting them. Um, and Jeff gets really mad. Um, and he, then everyone's telling Papa Mariano stories. He, like, taught people pie charts. And Gilvin's is, like, just Gilvin floating in an endless void, getting attacked by pizza monsters. And then a giant Papa Mariano's head comes and the spaghetti frees him. Right, I, want, I want to point out here that Chad and Mary, Clarence's parents, have just suddenly spawned into the gym to talk about Papa Mariano. But I also They're need... school. Yeah, we also need to talk about... About Gilvin, because he freaks me the fuck out. He doesn't move. He's no. just like mouth open. Originally, he was like a cardboard cutout sort of fucking character in the background, but they just keep playing with it to the point where like they'll cut to him when he's saying something, and it'll just be like dead silence, and everyone'll be like, "Oh, it's so funny." It has like a kind of white noisy sound whenever it zooms it, in. It, you can hear the silence, and it's it's real fucked up. It's like... Mm. All right, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jeff finally wins an award. He wins Best Smile. Yeah, everyone is... He tries to give his speech, but he gets really mad because everyone's just talking about the pizza man and not how he won his award. Um, and then he shits all over their dreams, pointing out where everything is wrong, like how... How he was stalking Miss Baker to find out about her love life. And yeah, stuff. and that's why he fell on the watermelon because he like fell off the side of her house because he was spying on her and shit. And so I was like, oh yeah, that was in Miss Baker's house, and she's like, what? Why were you um, there? And Dallison's like crying about it. And yeah, Jeff just says more stuff about how he's a weirdo, and everyone is like, a part of my insides just died. Like I'm like, so like, sad. <laughs> Living. And Clarence is like, why do you hate him? And it turned out on Jeff's seventh birthday, they had pizza and the toppings fell off. Yeah, they fell in his lap and he wants revenge. Yeah, that's why he hates him. And then everyone's just saying, like, I want to remember him fighting the bear or some shit. Like, they would just talk crap about him. Um, and everyone's happy. And then the um, pizza van pulls up, so the kids run outside. And Papa Mariano was in the crowd all along and yeah, he awards Jeff, Jeff for his best smile award. And Jeff gets a tear and says thank you. Um, and then everyone runs back in because they saw him. And it turns out he was just a balloon. <laughs> and then they turn around and it turns out the whole time Jeff was Papa Mariano because <laughs> Jeff walks in he's like, sorry, I was late. What did I miss? And what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, then um, pizza like rains from the ceiling. Yeah, pizza falls from the ceiling, and everyone's like, "Papa Mariano, why were you talking shit about yourself if you were just Jeff Hidden?" And yeah, um, then he falls over and pretty much breaks his neck, and everyone claps, and then his eyes open, and it ends. Yeah, it's just like a slow build clap that brings him back from the dead. As you do. Yeah. But yeah, like, why was he dressed up as a kid? And like when you see him taking his Jeff mask off, it's like ten times as big because now it's his size, not Jeff. Yeah. That's so stupid. It's good. Um. Yes, yeah, so that's a weird one. The next episode on our list is Rise and Shine. Well, that's me. That is you. I forgot. 
This right. is another one too. It is. I don't think it's Scarlet Page, so. Oh, I think it's I Scarlet forgot um, the Pizza Hero one is not written by him. Yeah. He only did like. He's credited for all of them because he created the yeah. characters and everything, but. Okay. And starts with a very fancy quote about. Um, you have, you have to. Get, no, I don't have it written down. But it's, you have to get up before the sun because the sun is a lazy bone. Yeah, if you want to get to the good stuff, you got to wake up before the sun does. Because the sun is a lazy bone. The present. Yeah. And a healthy breakfast is a part of the nutritious breakfast. And then the quote is like, it's title, it's like, probably the present. Yeah. Wow. He did it every day. It's, it's great. What a good start. <laughs> But it's the whole, like, if you don't want to miss all the good stuff, you got to get up before the sun does, because the sun is a lazy bones. Also, breakfast is part of the nutritious breakfast. I don't know, probably the president. Yeah. Um, so it's, it sets good tone for the episode. That's another good special oh, item. Yeah. Um, he has the best pajamas. He has, like, a... Um, I'm not sure about the exercise show on TV, but it kind of reminds me of if you woke up too early for cheese TV. It was like aerobics all star and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those days. And we get another good um, message. Saving is better than a hot body. Yeah. Because the he, cat he, steals his money every day. Yeah, because he's watching like gym equipment infomercials and they're like you gotta pay this much he's like nah he goes i don't have any money my cat steals my money every day he's got all those piggy banks of the cat that takes the coin get goes to the garage for the time travel machine (laughs) and he's like watch out fish and he drops a glow stick in there that's the science behind it you put the glow stick in the fishbowl i still don't really know what he's and then he panics because he thinks it's gonna work so he like dives out of it He's scared of dinosaurs. Yeah, he sits there until the very last minute and then he jumps out. That's how I get to work. I don't know about you guys or anyone else in the world. Mm. Why do they have so many different kinds of cereal? They're not even that many different kinds. It's just eating them out of different things. There's like three different cereals and he's like eating it out of a blender, eating it out of like a dump truck. <laughs> it, and yeah, it's weird. It's just um, a montage of him doing fuck all in the morning. Oh, but then he goes into his, he sneaks into the parents' room, and he's like, you're gonna have a great day. It's like subconsciously whispering really cool. at them. You're gonna make, make egg your salad. son an egg salad sandwich. Your handsome son, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes over to Chad, and he's like, you are the chattiest Chad. Get Clarence a puppy. And Chad, like, wakes up, freaks out. Freaks Clarence out, so he runs out the room, and Chad's like, oh, <laughs> And goes back to sleep. Um, then there's the raccoons. Yeah, he, he's trying to pet the raccoons, but they don't like him. They just keep hissing at him. Um. Oh, and he goes out the front to the garbage truck people, and she's like trying to convince him to like go back inside. She's like, away. it's very, it's very dangerous. You need to go away. She's and he's like, driver. driver, put your hand out and show him your hand. He's like, oh, cool. Cartoon hands. He's had a finger ripped off. No. Um, my next note is poor Randy is not doing okay. Oh, the fat fucking little male boy. Randy. For Randy. That's a good song, everybody. Google that. Um, 
But he only gets like three houses away as well, so they both have a nap. Yeah, they burn the shit out of it. It's I'm like the alarm clock says that he's up at six. There's no way he's oh, up at six. Oh fuck! It starts on the five. But there's no way eight. that he's getting like dishwashed done mm. in that. I don't know. It's very hard. Well, he's got such a spastic, not sitting still ability. I'd imagine as the as the montage goes, that's literally how long he's doing something. Yeah. Like he will eat the cereal for three, three seconds. Uh, at the end, he goes to bed at like eight in the morning. Yeah, it's not me. That's a bit of Um, and then there's the police car and the manhunt. ranger car coming. Manhunt, manhunt, manhunt. What was his other thing? Is it a kissing bandit? <laughs> oh no! Is it a cat burglar or a dog burglar or a kissing bandit? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Um, it's like a dude running around smooching people. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to write down like what he actually says, but there's like a Pink Panther reference. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, um, there's a you've got to get back inside. Prancing just like, fully around stage left. Yeah. <laughs> Gets real homophobic about the Pink Panther. Oh, no. Um, he's like, oh, what is it he says in the online got loose in a suburb like this before? It wasn't pretty. And he starts to cry, and Clarence is like, dumbly like, who wasn't the, the mountain hood? Yeah, just like crying about what happened. Um, and then there's the Hobbit reference of second breakfast. Oh yeah. Because he brings the raccoons to second breakfast, and then he's like, "Oh no, it's a bear!" Fucking mountain lions in his yard. Um. Wait, are you going to talk about the pizza on the roof or that later? Yeah, I'll talk about it in here. Because that's what the homework question's about. No, no one. I feel like someone should have taken Clarence home. <laughs> no, they just tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, I'll see if I can find. Do you want to talk about the pizza thing? And I'm going to see if I can find his my favorite speech. Yeah. Right, um. So while he goes back and tells the ranger and the cop that the mountain lion's in his backyard, in the background on one of the houses, there's a pizza on the ceiling or on the roof, and that's a reference to uh, Breaking Bad, obviously. So and obviously not one of us have watched Breaking Bad. I know, but he, like I, I know Easter eggs and I know references and I know for a fact that there's a house in Arizona that keeps having to put signs up saying "Stop throwing pizzas on my house" because it's the one that they shot at. Oh no! But um, it's just it's such a weird thing that he's like doing his 500 devil egg challenge across the road from that shit. <laughs> And it's, it's very Clarency that that's the fucking case. That episode is always on at the JB Hi-Fi in the car. That's, yeah, none of us picked it because we're sick of saying it, but Straight Illing is an amazing episode. It's a, it's, it's it's a straight so up monster scary. episode. Is it, is it really a great episode? It is. They only show the first five minutes. They only show when he's like rotting from the inside out and like slowly dying and trying to touch everyone. I don't know Clarence going on in the <laughs> Who chose that? Who put that on all of those TVs? It's great. Um, yeah, they, they show the woman's little part, but it cuts into like the amazing of the gun before it gets fucked up. When we were young, Dad worked in a store like that, and we went to breakfast it in. And on every TV, he'd put up the shut your fucking face, Uncle Funker scene from the South. Hey, it was funny, and no one lost a job about it. So that it was, was like the first time I'd ever heard swearing, because I was like three. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are you ready for the mountain lion speech? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, say what the, the safari guy's gonna tranquilize him, but he doesn't know what a tranquilizer is, so he thinks he's gonna shoot the mountain lion. So he's like, hang on, I've got a plan, and he gets on the cop car, 
with the loudspeaker and he does a beautiful speech to inspire the mountain lion. Hello, mountain lion. It's you, myself, the mountain lion. I am the mountain lioniest mountain lion, the best there ever was or will be. My mom was a mountain and my dad was a lion. And that pretty much gives me superpowers. What? What? But most importantly, I don't want to hurt any nice raccoons. I just want to go home. I'm your lion heart. You're my mountain top. And together, we'll work. Yeah, and then, like, that, it doesn't work. Yeah, and then <laughs> he, like, the lion wakes up to it and then tries to start attacking the raccoons again. And it's this bizarre, beautiful scene where he's doing a speech on the cop car as the sun rises behind him and it shows, like, the mountains around Aberdale. And, and like, the lion face, like, <laughs> sinking in. Yeah, it fades into the shot of which the mountain lion face. No, it was an actual Yes, it's so and then, so they end up like tranquilizing, yeah, tranquilizing the lion and the three raccoons. Which, mm. if you're using enough tranquilizer to hit the lion, it's gonna kill the raccoons. Well, we don't see like, the raccoons again, so yeah. we probably did. Um, and then Clarence is like really sad, so he's like playing with the dead raccoon body, like puppeteering it, and the um. Garbage truck lady brings him old wet comics, and then the um, park, ranger. Uh, park ranger guy's like, hey, don't touch those. They might have rabies. And he freaks, and he freaks out and starts like wiping his shirt on Randy and everything like that. And he starts freaking out. No one checks to see if he has rabies or not. No, the safari guy, the garbage chick, and the cop are all just staring at him like a fucking idiot. And then Clarence goes... At that point, a fireman had showed up. Um, and then Clarence just goes and, like, crawls back into bed. And, like, he literally just lies down when his mom comes in. And she's like, come on, time to get up, sleepy bones. And he's like, oh, five more minutes. And she's like, okay, but I'm making you add egg salad. He just and just bounces. Like, egg salad. It just cuts the yeah. episode. Uh, this show is great. All it's right. very hard to take notes for this show because it's, it's okay. really, really fast. Well, these are like 12-minute chunks that we're talking here. Yeah. And here's my next... This is, I think, my favourite 12-minute chunk of the show. It's the Little Buddy. And Meg little took buddy. this on. So you know it's not going to be very good because it's my notes again. It's fine. But... <laughs> um, so an overall thing of it is, like, after playing too aggressively with his doll, Little Buddy... Yeah. Um, Clarence spends an entire um, recess in a timeout. Yeah, because he scares one of the kids with it because it's so fucking mangy and disgusting of the doll. Yeah. It's obviously he's pulled it out of the dumpster or something. Yeah. He also becomes a big emo, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's your overall episode description there? It's pretty sure rough, it is. Yeah. That's, that's all that happened. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> it's a cold it's a cold open too, like instead of the theme it has like a a creepy commercial for this doll. Yeah. And in that one I in that part of it I was kinda like, what the fuck is going on? He looks fucked. Um <laughs> Why would you give the doll bed? Oh in the oh, trailer, yeah. like he tucks the doll in and lays on the floor. Yeah. It's been a couple of days since we watched it, so I was like, I don't know what these notes are anymore. Oh, I know this but, episode pretty well. Yeah. You can just, like, elaborate. I will, I will help. It's fine. Okay. 
He's like broken and fucked, why is this show a thing? The art is fucked up. They don't want to play with little buddy's head. The animation of his friend is just terrible. No one wants to be friends with Clarence's wait, wait. little buddy. So this is... A weird sumo thing. Um, Clarence has got little buddy like shoved inside of his shirt and he's pretending that he's pregnant with it. And he's trying to annoy Sumo, but Sumo's like smashing a um, stick against mud near a like dumpster in the back of the stick. Whenever he does something primal and unusual, he goes like, he stops being animated good. Yeah. Yeah, his animation like just deteriorates really bad. Someone had a seizure, is what it looks like. Oh no. Um, So yeah, that's that's good weird. Um, Clarence goes to time out and freaks out and thinks that the seasons are changing and the war has happened. Then, like, the world ends. Yeah. (laughs) And dinosaurs are back. Wow, Space Lincoln. Oh, Space Lincoln comes and reconquers her. Yeah. Yeah, because he's sitting there for... He thinks it's five minutes. It ends up being ten, so he misses all the recess, but, like, he sees eternity happen in front of him. Yeah. And the teacher... She turns around and she's riding into a skeleton as she's saying it. Like, this is a child. Also, I don't like... What's her name? Miss Shu? Yeah. I hate her to no end. She looks and acts exactly like a teacher I had in childhood. So, if you're listening to this, Miss Cleland, suck a big fat one. Fuck you. There you go. Just, I needed to... I needed the closure. You needed to get that out. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking bitch. Clarence is dead inside. Oh, he's so mad about missing Roosters. There was lightning and now he's really angry at home. Um, he throws the doll and thinks he's murdered, murdered it. He blames the doll and its arm comes off and he's like, oh no, I've killed somebody. Yeah. And then he goes into the woods and buries it and rubs himself with mud and then goes all emo. Yeah, he was like, he's normally like the sweetest kid ever. Like just endlessly, call- and then he and then he thinks he murdered a friend, so he just slowly falls apart as a human being. They call that back later though, because um the little Indian guy like rushes up to the teacher and he's like, you know that kid, you know that, kid? that really sweet kid, that really really kind kid, and that we're weird. He's doing a thing. Did yeah. that come see quick? And then it, what is it? It rips off um what's his name, the idiot singer from all the Toy Story. Well, it's a bit further down. Randy something. Randy Newman. Yeah, it looks like Randy Newman after murder. What's Solitz from Toy Story? He's... So, you have to... Um, Miss Shoot goes, and she's looking at him, and he's, like, cut his hair and everything, but he's got the little arm that he's ripped off his body, and he's, like, petting Jeff's face with it. Hey, 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 you are, like, ten minutes ahead of us No, that's where we are. No, no. No, I'm at the point where there's a montage of Clarence being angry. This is him deteriorating. Oh, yeah. And now he's so emo, oh my goodness. He has, yeah, he, he has no hair. hair. Yeah, he shaves his head, he paints his bedroom he's black, he gives away all of his toys. Yeah, he brings a skunk into the classroom. And also the school sign. So he's oh, he clearly got super strength. Yes. Um... Mr. Reese doesn't think they're cool because they're in detention and stuff. Those math like kids, that's cool. It's called yeah. discipline. It's called respect. <laughs> He's a fuckhead. Um, then 
Like, wait, what? <laughs> Who is this freaked out kid? Um. Oh yeah, that's what <laughs> I was talking about. The kid who's like gone through yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, Clarence is dressed up as his little buddy. Face of oh, and then he has a face of the between the um recess lady. Oh man, that's nuts. Like, and then a dude pants Clarence and Clarence knocks him out. That's awesome. And he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> and he pushes some kid over the condolence walls. Don't get done wrong. And he like smashed a tooth out of the boy. And he walks up with their pants are like, how long is he, mate? He still talks like a little fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's still the same. Um, the teacher gives him a talking to and gives him back his little buddy. Oh, yeah, the good teacher, Miss Baker. She's like, you can have your recess back. Yeah. Um, then he turns back to sort of normal. Um, there's a creepy montage that happens again, and I regret, regret choosing this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, as Clarence goes outside to have his extra recess, she, she pulls him aside and goes, Whatever happened to the man who got everything he ever wanted? And he goes, Well, it's a lived happily ever after. He goes, <laughs> And it's like a straight rip from Willy Wonka for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, he's outside playing, and it cuts from like his weird warped idiot mind to reality he's like covered in blues and his head's still shaved and he's still got no pants on do you know what that part reminds me of yeah the voices how you always see Ron Reynolds yeah like full of just gore and then it will be nice that's his massive arm yeah in his brain yeah it's exactly like that it's exactly like that that's can we point out that Clarence is probably a game I would not be a happy reason he's a fucking weirdo Alright, uh, the final episode that we've picked is Plain Excited, mainly because of the ending. Um, this is another Spencer Rothbaum one. Um, it starts off in the airport, Chad is singing his own theme song, and he's nervous, because he's never flown before. Um, and Clarence is super excited, they're going to go visit his grandma for her funeral. She used to be scary. Yeah, um, they all get separate seats because it's a shit airport. Um, yeah, there's a lot of duct tape on this plane. Um, the flight attendant's voiced by Alan Tudyk, which is a fun callback to one of our previous episodes. What? Uh, he was in some other stuff. Mm. Clarence tries to move into the overhead compartment because he's like, ah, oh, this is my home then. But he gets yanked down because he's not allowed up there. Um, he sits down and starts annoying some sort of old man, some middle-aged nerd-looking dude. Chad has to sit next to a cat on an exit row. And then they're like, you're going to have to be in charge if something goes wrong. Because he's got the X-ray and he starts panicking to the point where he, just, he hits a, a pretty good level of retard there. He just starts screaming nothing. Um, they finally take off. And there's a guy who has a t-shirt that just says t-shirt on it. And that's pretty cool. Um, no, so I like to believe that it's the band t-shirt. Yeah, maybe. Because I believe in miracles. Yeah, everyone remember that. Where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's classic Clarence annoying normal people. Um, he's got this tiny dog called a business whiz. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's just a little baby. It's just a troll doll that he has. No, uh, it's a um, kitty pie doll. Yeah. And he there's like a really fucked up looking baby that he cheers up on the plane as well, stop it from crying. It's just like, it's just, it's just hijinks and there's like a big queue to the bathroom and Clarence is at the front of it. He just hasn't checked if the doors are open or not. Um, he fucks about in there for a little while before wandering into the cockpit. 
Dumb, the pilots are really fucking dumb. One of them is John Waters, who's a famous sort of cult movie guy. I don't know what he's doing then. Um, Chad comes in here with him and they fuck about in the cockpit. Chad learns to love flying by sitting in the pilot seat. Um, and then a goose gets smashed in the windshield. So he panics and dumps <laughs> all the fuel. Yeah, the co-pilot's like, that man just released all the buff fuel, we're gonna have to turn around. And the, the pilot's like, I wonder what that button was for. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And this is a teachable moment. Yeah, and he lets Clarence land the plane. Well, but he gives Chad. it to Chad and he's like, you can do it, Chad, I believe you, and kisses him on the forehead and just like wanders out. Gives him a little pin. Yeah, and like, it just shows the plane hard banking to like the side, just going completely vertical, and then the episode just cuts. So, yeah. they're probably dead. There's another episode where like Clarence crawls off a billboard and they just cut the episode right there. Like, it happens more than once. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, we're, we're, this is a new episode by us. Um, I hope this episode has inspired you to take a look at this weird show before it gets swept under the rug with its error of Cartoon Network shows. Um, yeah, so I brought up the pizza thing earlier about how it's a weird thing happening across the road from Walter White. You know, that retirement room he goes into is probably the same one where that guy gets half of his face blown up on. So that's, that's just fun to think about. So I wondered what your favourite Easter egg is that connects universes. You know, like um, how in Star Trek Into Darkness you can see R2-D2. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- things of that nature. Um, who, who wants to do homework first? I like the Disney ones. Yeah, which one? Like well, Disney side. does like all of them. The obvious one is the fucking Pizza Planet truck. Yeah. Love that shit. And the, um, the number of the classrooms. A113. Yeah, that yeah. That's, even, that's in so many places because that's an animation school classroom. That shows up in American Dad all the time as well. Mm. But my favourite one is how the Little Mermaid, Rapunzel. Did yes. I take yours? <laughs> 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 no, I like it. It's okay. I'm sorry. I always take yours. Is it a frozen part of it? Frozen as well. And Tarzan. No, I like it. Tarzan doesn't make sense. They washed up there. Even even the animation guys have said Tarzan is a stretch. They'll allow it, but it's a stretch. I like the stretch, though. Well, let Clara explain. Meg likes stretch. Meg can explain it. It's fine. No, I, I would just say that I like it, and I like the one where um, Sleeping Beauty and Prince Philip are dancing on the thing, and Isn't in the reverse, like, not the reverse, the reflection on the water, it's Ariel and Eric. But you can explain They, they use Kyle, you can have They're awful. Shut up, Toby, they're trying to fucking what, what about when Goofy's in Hunchback and Notre Dame? Do you want that one? There's a lot of like really weird no, Disney crossover crap. Cause she'll be able to do it better. Yeah, You'll do it Disney. You already thought about it because I was just going to say about it. I would not be shocked if you celebrate Walt Disney's birthday. You are such a. I also knew when he. I also knew when he married his wife. Fuck me. So we can be really awkward. So the one that Meg's talking about is it became it started as a fan theory. 
and then got confirmed as like a working theory that I like that it was so big that they had to make a fucking statement about it. Um, so in Frozen, the parents have to go to a wedding, which everyone hypothesized that it was Rapunzel and Flynn Rider's wedding. No, it's the one from Wedding Crash. Because it works out with the timing and the trip. The trip from um, Arendelle. Arendelle to uh, Corona makes and sense. Arendelle is supposed to be where Frozen is. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a shitty suburb in like Wisconsin. No, it sounds like Arendelle, a shitty suburb in um, Arizona. And then the whole reason that that came up was because Rapunzel and Flynn Rider are seen entering the castle for the coronation, which they would have had, like, it would have been, like, a royal obligation if the parents had died coming across. Um, and then everyone hypothesized that Little Mermaid takes part between those two kingdoms because there's a ship in the animation that looks really similar to the one that the parents hopped on from Frozen. And then... But that got cut out because... They reckon that the ship sunk, but the parents managed to get away on a long boat. The long boat took them to the island where Tarzan is, and then they have a little boy. Far away, Madagascar, I think. Yeah. See, they know how far they've floated. All I know is when they The reason why I think it's such a stretch is it's supposed to take place in, like, the north of Europe, so, like, Iceland and the Netherlands region. How the heck did they get to Africa? They fucked up. They fucked up real good. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, the to come out and make a statement about, um, every, if you do just Frozen, Rapunzel, and Ariel, yeah, it makes sense. Tarzan is kind of a push. Like, cause let's just say, like, Tarzan's 30, like, just to stretch it, mm-hmm. like, in Frozen and Crap, it's like, well, I know it's like real old, like they still have swords and horses, but in Tarzan they're like got fucking steamboats and cars and shit. Mm. Like, I know it's taking a long time to do I also like the um, theory that um, Mother Gothel is Nagara. Yeah, I've that's seen an that awesome one. one. I love that one. There's a lot of like Disney Disney people attempt to like push things together. Yeah, they they want everything to be connected in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. we'll move on from Disney. No, I mean move on because I want some goddamn food. Okay, Trey's hungry. It's his time for hunger. What uh-huh. is what is Easter egg for you? Regular show. Ooh, that's there's lots forward. in that show, but there's an episode in season two called Grave Sites. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say? They have a movie night in the graveyard. It goes real bad when the Zetamax 3D projector, because it's like the show always gets out of hand, used to play the movie Awakens Hordes of the Dead. And an unnamed hero comes up with a chainsaw, a tucked in button shirt, black hair, Hang and he makes thing. constant, like, badass smart one liners. <laughs> what does this look like, Meg? Oh, wow. 
Oh, interesting. It's just a chainsaw hand away from being ash. Yeah. Look, I posted on the Facebook page, but I've got a 24-hour ban currently for posting a picture of um, a Ninja Turtle in a cowboy hat fisting someone. What? So I'm not allowed to post or like anything for the next 24 hours. Can you show me this photo? I, yeah, I'll show you. Alright, hurry up, what's yours? Because I'm excited for my facts today. Oh my god. Alright, so my favourite connection is uh, the one between Rick and Morty and Gravity Falls. So during April 2014, the episode Close Rick Counters of the Rick Kind airs. Um, when Rick opens several bottles up, a mug with a question mark on it, a pen and a notepad fly out, um, and then in October, like that year, Grab Falls um, airs the episode called Society of the Blind Eye. Um, and in the post credit scene, Stan finally turns on his portal, and all of the same objects are sucked inside, like identical, like art style, everything. Isn't Clarence a connection to yes. the two? Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, so these two shows continue to connect dots here and there, especially in that first episode of season three of Rick and Morty. Um, but the portal is like the big that's the big one yeah there's little similarities between the two shows but that's the first time they've had stuff cross from one universe yeah because there's an episode of Clarence that has the gnomes from Gravity Falls as well so that merges all of those and Breaking Bad together if you you want that because it turns out that like one of the artist from Gravity Falls was good friends with, I think it's Justin. Yeah, they all went to like high school together. They're all like, hey, I know that we're not allowed to, but subtle link of the shows? And they're like, yeah, subtle link. I know your adults win on Disney, so there's like clearly a line being crossed, but you wanna? And so that's pretty cool. Alright. It's time for my fact, everybody. Alright. Final fact. Toby, can you name me? Yes. In that 70s show, mm-hmm. who is their weird friend? What's his name? The the foreign exchange dude? Yes. I couldn't tell you his name. Well, you kind of answered time. the question. Is his name foreign? No, his name's Fez, which is foreign exchange student. They don't even know his name. Oh, okay. There you go. What that the fuck? That is a good fact. Ladies and future boys, this has been another episode of the School for Wayward Nerds. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, leave a review if you got the time, follow us on Facebook and on, and on Twitter at wayward underscore nerds. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Class is dismissed. <laughs>